Hello and welcome to this episode of Coaching Chaos. Thank you so much for joining me. It's a beautiful Sunday afternoon. It's springtime and today is April 11th. And my girls are visiting the gravesite today of a dear friend who passed away one year ago today. And we're thinking about him and his family. And we love you. And we pray for you continually and hope that you are feeling his peace today. Last week we had conference, general conference for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and it was was amazing. And at the same time we had a regional game that was a deciding factor for my husband and his team to go to nationals. And he took that and he won. So it was exciting, but I missed a lot of conference on Saturday. In reviewing conference throughout this week, I thought I'm going to try to get a podcast done for every single one of these so that one, I make sure that I have heard every single one of them, and two, that I am mindful about my next six months and how I want to conduct my life. So starting with the opening talk by our beloved prophet, President Nelson, He says, this last year has been one for the record books, and no doubt we have each learned things we did not know previously. Some lessons that even President Nelson said he knew before and have always been been written on his heart, but he is looking at them in new and instructive ways. And I, I realized that I have thought the very same thing, that things that I have known throughout my life I have been shown to a greater degree how better to apply them. For example, just when I think Satan is laughing that he has beat us in closing the doors of the temple and closing the doors to church, we have had the last laugh. Our missionary efforts are at an all-time high, teaching people online because at one point everybody was at home searching for peace online, searching for truth. We have worked together as um, a global community, as a a world, as, as a community, as neighbors, as we've figured out ways to be connected and be creative in these efforts, and we have struggled together. And the temple has been closed, so now more of us are longing to an even greater degree to be in the temple where previously it was probably something most of us took for granted. I am an ordinance worker in our Mantai temple and I was actually thinking maybe it was too much to do every Saturday morning. But now I'm longing to be there and I can't wait to be back. I also know that we have had to amp it up with prayer and scripture and having sacrament in our own home and having been practicing the Come Follow Me program before COVID closed us all up, practicing that to an even greater degree and having little primary lessons in our home with our daughter, teaching her granddaughter, teaching our granddaughter, little things like that. And I have noticed that in the course of this last year that some of these things have fallen to the back burner as we've begun to get used to our new way of life and 
we are not focusing so heavily on things that we need to have done church-wise because we're just waiting for the doors to open and we're anxious to be together again. So one of the things that the prophet has instructed us is to remove with the Savior's help the old debris from our lives. And so in thinking about how we are becoming in my home complacent about things pertaining to church because like I said we've begun to get used to church being closed like this and we've gotten into our daily lives being busy and with our three teenagers it seems like we've put things that we were so focused in on such as making sure we had prayer and scripture every night, having the Come Follow Me program enlisted, making sure that we had sacrament every Sunday, all of these things. And now that churches are about to be opened again, we've just been like, oh, it'll be so good when church opens again because we've gotten to be complacent. And maybe you haven't, but I've noticed that in my home we have, and I don't like it. I don't like this feeling. So as President Nelson has instructed us to remove the debris from our lives what is some of the debris that I have cluttering my heart and my mind and my spirit that is keeping me from making sure that I have the gospel as the central focus of my home the gospel of Jesus Christ is a gospel of repentance so I need to repent from my crazy chaotic busyness that I've let get in the way of what is important and focus in on my Savior's atonement and as I do that I know that I will become more pure because this gospel as President Nelson says is a gospel of hope of healing and of progress so I'm going to, this week, I'm going to set an alarm to make sure that we have prayer and scripture and implement the Come Follow Me program every night, 9 o'clock. I think that's a good time. We'll all be home about that time. Because this message in the Come Follow Me program and in the scriptures, it is the gospel and is a message of joy. And I've been talking about this in previous podcasts about taking one tiny step forward, just taking a nibble that sometimes we look at the gospel as we have to do it all. And we have to be all engaged or we just can't do it at all. And I find that if I start a diet, I have to be all or nothing. If I take one bad bite, I completely fail and I go into a binge eating fest for the next three days, which is probably a little bit of an exaggeration. But it's not too far from the truth either. So for some of us, if we can't do all of the gospel, we don't do it at all. And in previous podcasts, I've talked about just taking that first step, taking that small nibble, because before you know it, you have grown, you have changed. Like I said, I have a friend that said, I'm not purchasing soda on Sunday anymore so as you begin to do that and you gain confidence in your efforts and Heavenly Father smiles upon you 
of course you're going to take the next step towards him. And President Nelson even says that our spirits rejoice with every small step forward that we make. And I know that our Father in Heaven does too. So he says to identify the debris that you should remove from your life so that we all can become more worthy. And so I was thinking about what is the debris in my life. And I don't want to go into too much detail. Some of those things are personal. And I know that they are. And one of the things that I just recently learned in my classes in, as I'm working on my, my master's in helping people to overcome addictive habits in their lives, to engage in a small practice of putting a rubber band on your wrist. And as you become tempted with the tiniest thing to snap that rubber band and it will snap you out of that thought process. I think that's an age-old practice, and they were talking about age-old practices and different theories that have been around for hundreds of years even, but that wasn't a bad idea. It's something that is still put into effect, still a piece of homework that a therapist will apply to their client. Put on that rubber band and snap your wrist should a debilitating thought come into your mind. So a couple of weeks ago, as I'm so busy with school, I am thinking I can't do this anymore. And I've thought that a lot. And then I come across a message from my daughter who shared with me the importance of my podcast and a difference that it's making in the lives of others. And I may not have a huge part of the pie and the millions of people who do podcasts and I've got my own little corner of the world but if I am doing one small thing and changing one person's life and bringing one person back to our Savior then I will keep pressing forward but I know that as I keep my mind and my spirit and my heart cluttered that I cannot have a strong grasp on the Spirit Therefore, I cannot possibly share a podcast declaring testimony of our Savior if my heart and spirit are not correct and in the right place. So I need to clear out the debris from my mind, and that begins with stop the negative talk. And I was having a conversation with someone recently that said that they have done everything they can. They've, re- they've been reading their scriptures, they've been saying their prayer, and they just still feel so distant. And they feel like it's actually leading them away from our Savior. And so why does that happen? So I know that I've had those experiences in my life at times And knowing that that is going to sometimes be the case, recognize it for what it is, but hold on because it does pass. But what if we didn't hold on? Then of course we've pulled ourselves away. Of course we have. 
I have gone through similar experiences. And sometimes for some people, they are faith crises. And the message that I have is to just hang on. Stick to the covenants that you have made, that you know to be true. Write this out. Because it is totally worth it. Keep studying. Keep praying. Go deeper. Examine the debris. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm examining the debris within my heart. Catching my thoughts. Catching the topics of which I discuss things with, with other people. Scrutinize my choices. And if I'm uncomfortable about pressing forward with something, then turn around and run the other direction. It's so easy to get caught up in the things of the world because it is swirling around us. It is so easy to get caught up and get honed in on things of the church and its early history. We have to keep in mind that this is a different world that we live in than what was lived then. If we compare then to today, we're comparing apples and oranges and that can't be compared. The gospel brings me peace. My Savior, seeking for Him, brings me peace. I adore my Savior. And I know that when I'm floundering in my faith, I know that His his arms are outstretched still. There was the little story in the in the Bible about Zacchaeus and how he climbed the tree to see the Savior. The church is kind of like the crowd that was in the way. And it's so easy to become negative, pointing fingers at different church members and different things that are going on that we can actually have that crowd our way. But if we climb up above the negativity and the crowds and the murmurings of one another going on, climb up in the tree and look to the Savior and see it for what it is. It's beautiful and true. It's wonderful. And just keep in mind that, that, that you are human, that I am human, that those that we deal with every day, they too are human. David O. McKay was once, or often, he was visiting Hawaii in Laie, and he spoke of the people there in Hawaii is genuine gold. He saw pure gold in the hearts of all the people there. He saw treasures of all the cultures and that they were united in one heart, in one mind, and they were pure. Aren't we too pure gold? Our hearts in the moment may not be pure, but I know our Father looks upon us as pure gold. We, we can clear the debris of our lives. I know that sometimes our own wedding ring can get cluttered and, and dirty, and it's just taking it off and putting it into a solution and taking a little old toothbrush and scrubbing it clean. See, look at that. It is pure gold, and look at how it shines now. We are pure gold. But we can be corroded with the debris of, of the earth, of the world, 
that even our the, the gold on our wedding band doesn't shine as bright, but it doesn't change the worth of the gold. In Mosiah 5, verse 2, we can bring about us a mighty change in our heart that we have no more disposition to do evil but to do good continually so it says in verse 11 take heed that ye do not transgress now get this i was just talking about how this girl was telling me that she feels so distant that she's been reading she's been praying and yet she still feels distant and right here it says in Mosiah 5, chapter verse 11. Take heed that ye do not transgress, that the name be not blotted out of your hearts. And so, maybe we don't want to own up to it, but maybe there is a transgression, and that we just are not willing to face it, or we're too afraid to face it. But that could be the very thing that's keeping us away. Nonetheless, the prophet said, clear the debris and become pure gold, the pure gold that you already are. Scrub away the debris and let the goldness within us shine. But right here it says that the name be not blotted out of your hearts. He does not blot our name out of his heart. But we blot his name out of our hearts by our choices, by our actions. I just want to share this wonderful hymn. He lives to bless me with his love. He lives to plead for me above. He lives to bless in time of need. He lives to grant me rich supply. He lives to guide me with his eye. He lives to comfort me when faint. He lives to hear my soul's complaint. He lives to silence all my fears. He lives to wipe away our tears. He lives to calm my troubled heart. I want to leave that with you today because one day we will be brought to stand before him and all of a sudden, all of the things that were so important, the money, the popularity, our earthly possessions, the things that were cluttering our heart and our mind, the debris, it will be nothing. But the one day that we do stand in front of our Savior, that will be the only thing that we have is our person. And he will ask us to look at him in his eyes and he will ask how we loved will he know us as a close friend as a loyal friend how will how will we be able to look at him square on this gospel is true i love our savior and i want to say that i know him but i could know him better I want to know him intimately and ultimately in my life as my most valuable possession in my heart. And that he may know me as pure, 
clean, genuine gold. And I'm going to work especially hard this week to clear the debris. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Coach and Chaos. And may you have a wonderful day. We'll see you next time.